Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's going on, everybody? This is Beyond the Fairway presented by Genesis, and I'm with my co-homie, Doug Smith. What up? And uh, we have a special guest, uh, four-time PGA Tour winner. He was once ranked 19th in the world back in 2000. Noda Begate, the third. But first, <laughs> but that, that was way better than mine. See, I like I was, that. I was, my turn to get hit. <laughs> you were silent but loud. I, I like that. that was, mine just loud. Uh, but hey, Dougie, What's we up, both man? we both just played in the U.S. Open, and you just qualifier. played in your U.S. Open qualifier. Get, yeah, definitely get that correct. <laughs> Let's get that one. Get that correct. Hey, hey, but, now. But uh, how'd it go out there today, man? I mean, I, Bro, I just want to know. I'm sure the, the world want to know. Let me just tell you something. I'm so tired, man. I'm so blessed to do what we do. But you know, we we got done with the PGA Worst Collegiate Championship. Greg Odom was champion up there, and then I flew back to Phoenix. Was here for two nights. When went back to record the the Wells Fargo last week where Max Homa got the W. I got home late last night, no clubs. I, I left I left Miami Will, ten PM Eastern. Ooh. I know you asked me about how I play. I'm gonna get there. I promise. This is a short yeah. story long. Yeah. So Sound like got, an excuse to me. Go ahead. No, it's okay. No. Okay, okay. I turned my card in. Um so once the uh I lost my bag didn't make it. My bag didn't make it. Long story short, Will. And your jokes though, your jokes though be going way too far, dog. It be T O O O O O O O far. It be too far. I know you shot seventy something, but you know you didn't turn the card in. So hey, I got a little leg up over here. I, I got to write a letter to USGA next week. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but no, I got to I got home last night at at one o'clock in the morning. I didn't have any club. Sorry, Ooh, I got damn. home at one o'clock in the morning. I didn't have any clubs. I had to put like I'm putting clubs together last night trying to find. I need a, I need a gap wedge. Okay, where where I got my extra gap wedge? Okay, I use the set that I usually let you use when you come out here. I had so did you so did your clubs haven't came yet? No, I still don't have them as of Ooh, we, it's was... it's six p.m. right now on a Monday, and I still don't have my golf clubs. So hopefully this is out. I have them when this comes out. But I shot two over today. I was three two under through twelve. Tried to push and make some birdies, and then the three putts came, and and I, um, I, I was I did not qualify. I, I was three over making a turn, and I was getting phone call. So I'm not trying to drop some more stuff, but you know, Here I'm, comes. Just... I'm I'm part of that little that not little. I'm part of Steph Curry underrated golf tour, or whatever. And so I was getting phone calls, going crazy. And I was like, man, you know what? I'm messing some kid's life up if I don't answer this phone call for these kids. <laughs> so let me so let me put let me put my let me put my love of golf aside. And I just uh, I left. My shoulder was hurting, so I had to leave. 
Oh, okay. Did a w, so you, I did a WD. So a w, for yeah. for everybody who's listening, do not do a WD. All you young kids, do not do it. You stick it out because you get viewed and you get looked at as a quitter. But I don't care what y'all look about, how you think about me. I don't care. But it was for the kids. That's why I had to let it go. <laughs> but speaking of kids, a guy who has a beautiful junior golf tour that is known nationally. And we have a great conversation. We're going to talk about that. And a little bit more with Nota Begay the third. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Beyond the Fairway welcomes in my homie, my man, my guy, Nota Begay. What's going on, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, trying to catch my breath after that seven-week run. Started at Honda, ended at Augusta. Not a bad place to end things up. Uh, then squeeze in a round of golf with all you guys over on the APGA. That was awesome. Had a great time doing that. But, uh, you know, making breakfast for the kids, hanging out in carpool lines. I'm doing all right. Yeah, you're living good. No. Yeah, that, that, that APGA experience, it was it was okay. I, I don't like the fact that I finished third in the NBC Tournament of Champions between us three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy about that. You know, you're going to have to up your game. you got to up your game. Oh, oh, hey, easy, Noda. All right, now, my game is there. Easy, Noda. Easy, easy. <laughs> a couple of LOLs, I'm going to let everybody get away with it. That's about it. But, so, Noda, I got to ask a question. I mean, you're, you're getting back into the game of golf. You're playing competitively. What is what is what's what's coming up? Like why why now? Like why why now? Well, I, I just thought that with the, my four wins um, make me completely exempt for the champions PGA Tour champions, and I didn't want to go one calendar year for my birthday to 2023 and have looked back and not have tried, not have sort of given it um, uh, a good effort. And, you know, if I go and I play and it's great, it's fun, I enjoy it, and I'm competitive, that'd be awesome if I go and I just don't have it for some reason. At least I know that it was an honest effort, and um, I can move on with my television career and all the other things I do in philanthropy for my Native American community and uh, not have any regrets. I, I just basically didn't want to look back and feel like, well, should I should have I should have done that. Um, that's not going to be the case. I'm 100% in, and I'm ready to go. Well, well, so with you traveling, you know, obviously, you know, uh, commentating for the for for the PGA Tour as a walker, what, what have you, are, are you getting the bug? Like, is the bug coming back to compete? I, absolutely, but I'm also I, I learn quite a bit. I mean, as Doug will tell you, if you're not out there and you're not learning, you're not paying attention. I mean, you're getting a chance to watch the best players in the world, the most powerful players in the world. Um, go from hitting at 320 to having to hit a 60 yards pitch shot and hitting them both uh, world class. And so um, watching them manage situations, watching them mismanage situations uh, based on whole location strategy, uh, emotion, uh, you really start to um, at least uh, learn uh, quite a few things. Uh, 
you know, the decision-making part isn't going to be the hard part for me. It's just, uh, you know, the execution um, of golf shots and, and, you know, the nerve, you know, are my nerves going to hold up? I just feel like, no, that there's also some people that you feel like you still want to beat, beat up on that's out there. <laughs> like, let's just be real. Like, you, I know you're a little bit better than that. Like, you, you're making it sound all happy-go-lucky. I know there's a couple names out there that you're like, you know what, I still got your number. Now, who are those people, Noda? Well, I mean, I I was really looking forward to competing against Phil. I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, you know, I grew up, I grew up against them. You know, we're both from the West Coast. He went to ASU. I went to Stanford. Uh, we went head to head quite a few times. I mean, he uh, won most of those. But I just thought that you know, prior to all of the controversy with with the Saudi League and and whatnot. He was really elevating uh, the Champions Tour and putting it on people's radar. It was making it exciting. People were showing up to watch the guys play, and I just I was really looking forward to you know obviously going against him and and Bernhardt. You know who somebody's got to knock him off the, well, the pedestal. I mean, it might as well be me. You talk about well, Benjamin Button uh, longer, right? But 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 think about it. You think about it. You have to go to another tour for Phil, but Bernhardt, he's. He's gonna be here for another twenty five years, so you got you got time to play against him. Yeah, I, got I think he's an alien. Yeah, he, he's not from here, but no, you you gave us like almost too many places to go, you know, with this episode, this conversation, because you're talking Phil, you're talking Saudi League. I mean, let's 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 talk let's talk Phil real quick. All right. You grew up with Phil like you just mentioned. How damaged is his legacy and or reputation out there? Well, I think there's two there's two ways to look at. It. I think legacy is going to have some issues. Uh, it's tough at this latent stage in his career to sort of recapture or get people to look in a different direction. I mean, you know, let's say he did this prior to his PGA Championship win, then I think people would have would have been forced to refocus on uh, you know a, a, a big win late in his career, but. You know, with that in the rearview mirror and, you know, all the controversy sort of surrounding what's going on now, I think it's going to be hard to redirect his legacy. You know, when people ask you about Phil 10 years from now, he's going to be, oh, you know, that's the guy that said this or that's the guy that did that. I don't know that they're going to come up with the 40-plus wins and um, the five majors, um, unfortunately, because – you know, but what, what did he really do, though? I'm not for or against what he said. Let's just, I'm, I'm not for or against it. You shouldn't be talking smack to reporters. I get that. You should be sharing information. You don't want to go out when you talk to people in the media. I get that. But what is so damning uh, from from your seat, Noda, that Phil did why he's under such scrutiny, this, this, you know, where, he's, you know, where he currently is? He's trying to get more money. Yeah, I mean, saying the the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time. I mean, that that's that's really what it comes down to. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know that that his sentiments about the Middle East are, are any different than anybody else's. There are a lot of people that probably agree with him, but I don't. Um, you know, I don't know that the way that the story was spun, the way that it was received, and in the context of uh, the PJ Tour. Um, and what was was transpiring with Greg Norman and, and everything just left everybody to look kind of, you know, the music stopped and Phil didn't have a chair. And um, <laughs> that that's really what it comes down to. I, I know, love that. I love that analogy, man. Perfect, man. That's perfect. He had no chair was gold. <laughs> you know, he's entitled to feel how he feels politically. Uh, not anything, but absolutely. You know, it just it just kind of happened in the wrong context, and um, 
I think everybody was willing to pounce on it, and they did. So, you know, when you think about, like, some of the other names that have decided to uh, request uh, for their release from PJ Tour to participate in an upcoming uh, LIV event, we have Sergio Garcia, we have Lee Westwood, and we have Martin Keimer uh, of the no- of the ones that are notable to-, to request. Now, will their legacies be damaged, you think? Or, you know, will people still look at them as pure PJ Tour players, or... It's it's just it just fall upon deaf ears. I no, I don't I don't think uh, you know Westwood Garcia Keimer's uh, legacies reputations are going to be tarnished. I mean, the the Europeans have been playing in you know multiple tours around the world for decades. You know that those guys had to travel because the money wasn't as lucrative in, in Europe early on. Um, so, you know, they were coming to play in the U.S. They were going to events in South Africa, Australia, and Central Asia, just, you know, trying to get appearance fees and, and make, make a better living. And uh, so I, I certainly don't think that they're going to, you know, jeopardize their legacies. I, I think what's actually going to happen here, and I think this is the tough thing that this tour has to sort of be concerned about, is, is similar to... Uh, what the MLS experienced when they went went after uh, players like Kaká, the famous Brazilian, the famous uh, yeah. Englishman uh, Wayne Rooney, and and David Beckham, and you know those players were well beyond their prime, and they were coming here sort of because uh, they could walk. Down, it was their champions, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They could walk down the street, and nobody cared who they were. Right. Because they just nobody followed soccer here, right? Um, and, and so you know. The three players you mentioned are well beyond their prime. I uh, don't know that they'll ever, uh, you know, win another PGA Tour event between the three of them. So you don't want this to be perceived as the place where players, great players go out to pasture. And I think that that's the tough thing. And you look on the front end of players that have committed, you know, like a, a Robert Garrigus or, you know, some of the other players that, well, you know, no, no, it's like it's like, it's like, it's like bye bye. <laughs> I don't. Jay, Mo- Jay Monahan's like, oh, okay, all right, release, right. release. So, <laughs> I I don't, you know, the players in their prime. As soon as Tiger pledged his allegiance and Rory and John Rahm, it was over. I mean, it was a windfall of of other marquee players that you could actually build a tour around that are, are no longer going to go. Well, here's a question, though, no, because it, it seemed like once we got to Riviera this this year, um, all the players had come out and made their, you know, I pledge allegiance to the PGA Tour. Like, what happened at Riviera from your seat that made everybody want to uh, align or announce their alignment with the PGA Tour? Well, Tiger said, basically, this is the tour that I built my records on. This is the tour that has... Uh, establish my legacy in golf and this is the tour that i'm going to commit to and that was it it was over uh, so you know speaking speak, just like that it, it's it, it was, they, it was they, but i heard there was a similar conversation back in the early 90s at Shoal creek when there was another like saudi league or something starting in that time and arnold palmer was in a room with all the great Payne Stewart, Laney Watkins at that time and arnie said hey we're committed to pj tour everybody walked out the room it was you know all PJ Tour at that time. So, but I want to I want to transition. You just mentioned Tiger Woods. How annoying is it that you get so many Tiger Woods questions because you're you're known to be Tiger's friend, one of Tiger's best friends. And the reason we're we're kind of the same boat, Noda. Because obviously I, I, I'm pretty good friends with Steph Curry. 
And if you knew how many questions, how many DM questions, how many girls phone numbers I get because they're trying to get me to pass it to Steph, whatever. If you if you only knew, I just want to ask you from a from a friend from a popular friend to another popular friend, how annoying is it, bro? <laughs> It, it, you know, it was annoying, you know, maybe 15 years ago. I'm like, you know, if I keep getting annoyed, I'm going to be annoyed the rest of my life. <laughs> and, and so I just started looking at it as you know, what an opportunity to just, you know, highlight a great friend, talk about all the great things he's done in the game. Um, and just, I don't know, be a, be a good friend. Right. I, I don't, I don't mind talking about Tiger. He's um, a once in a lifetime athlete. And um, you really got a sense of what he brought to the game when his career was in jeopardy, because then you started to look back and watch the replays of the masters or the U S open or the WGC events. And you're just like, wow, like, you know, this guy, you know, had five plus win seasons seven or more times in his career. And nobody's doing that now. Like nobody as good as, John Rahm is or Justin Thomas or Roy McIlroy or, you know, any of the players in the top 10 in the world, they're not winning five plus times in consecutive years. And he just made it look so matter of fact. And, you know, on top of that, it was in 15 or less starts per year. And, you know, his, his win percentage at his, at his peak was right around 36% on regular tour events and right at 30% for majors. It's just it was, it was absurd. Heard of. It was absurd. Was, I'm more impressed, Will, by how tight Lip Nota is about some of the <laughs> that he knows. You know, exactly. in the media, like you, well, you, your your best friend is is the most famous golfer ever, right? And you work in media, and for 15 years, 17 Nobody years, Nota, you ain't said <laughs> I'm, That's what that's what impresses me, right? Exactly. I I agree well, with that. I mean, that's that's a good friend. I mean, I kept my job and stay out of trouble. But... He still he still answers my calls. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm straight. <laughs> but but no, here's here's an interesting piece. Tiger Phil both in the official field for the PGA Championship next week. Which one are you more surprised about? Um, I, neither. I'm not. I'm not surprised about either. I think. I thought. I think. I thought Tiger was always going to play. Um, you know, uh, Southern Hills is certainly not as tough a walk as as Augusta. And um, now he has a feel for what it's going to require to play 72 holes of golf. I mean, you look at who missed the cut at Augusta. Jordan Spieth missed the cut. Xander Schauffele missed the cut. Like, these guys are are playing every week. They're in great health. They've got no major injuries, and he beat them. I mean, so it's, he did it's beat but, but I want to I want to I want to inject just right there. What do you rank? What do you rank that? In the top ten, well, what do you rank that in Tiger moments, according to you? That the fact that this guy hadn't played in five hundred and eight days, and he comes out playing a major and makes the cut. Like, where do you rank that in your Tiger moments? I, I think it's uh, uh, right at eleven. I would imagine. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's how I felt. That's how I felt too, Nolan. Uh, I, I thought it was top ten for me. <laughs> no, I just, I, I just think that Tiger would, he himself wouldn't say that playing and, and finishing 72 holes is, is a win, although it is considering, right? Right. Um, but he just holds himself to such a high standard. And I think that what's scary now is that he, if you look at his rounds, there were shots that were just simply rust. 
It was just rust. That's mm-hmm. it. Like if he had a few more reps or maybe had a chance to play a tournament, but he doesn't have that luxury. So now he's got to take what he felt in those rounds at Augusta and then impart that knowledge and that experience into his tournament rounds at Southern Hills where he's also won before. So I don't um, – and I think that the way he has to play now, he's a positional, strategical, um, tactical strategical. golfer. Strategical. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. He's not going to be a power, uh, I'm going to reach every par five playing a part yeah. 68 again. I mean, but I think at 170 ball speed, though, it's not like he's dinking it out there. I mean, but, you know, that's that's just slightly above average out there. I mean, right. those guys, I mean, they're they're no – they're not putting it out there with you, Doug. Yet you're. You oh, know, that's very kind of you to say. My spot. But um, I don't we'll like how you just. Way. I don't like how you just not have me in there. Well, you don't have speed. You don't have speed. Your hands. But he don't right. know that though. He don't know that. Yeah, he, I, he I, I, didn't put, I, I had a sense that you weren't in, in the one eighties. You start. Hey, yo, this, hey, this little, this little connection you guys got. I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> All right. All right. No, real quick. I, 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 let's talk state of junior golf and how you are affecting his future. Well, junior golf, I think has um, really grown in stature and reach the last few years. I think the major obstacle in, in um, getting a more diverse group of golfers to the golf course is just creating more access points. And it comes in a variety of fashions. I think the game historically has said no too often. No in, in terms of it's very expensive. No in terms of you, you, it's private club and you members only. I mean, there's, there's all of these yeah. things that – and there's still a lot of barriers that face kids that don't come from a lot of resources. And, um, you know, for instance, uh, I, you know, was named the captain of the U.S. Junior President's Cup team this this coming fall uh, in Charlotte. And thank you. Uh, I was I was very honored. I'm looking forward. I've been working really close with the PJ Tour and the AJG. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And, you know, one of the first things that um, I requested was I would like to have one pick. Um, and and the, both the AJGA and the PJ Tour were great. They were supportive of it because I wanted to go out and you know maybe find a kid that you know hadn't had a chance to play a lot of AJGA events because the way the tur- the, the the team was going to be chosen was straight off of the AJGA points list. But like myself, stars. very limited access. You know, sometimes there's limited access, and again, it it becomes a a point of. Um, opportunity versus i think level playing field and so um you know there there's some hurdles that we have to overcome and um just making the game a little bit more available and i think if we do that and i don't really care who wins whether they're black white american doesn't matter uh but that everybody has the same access to technology they have the same access to practice facilities and similar access to tournament schedules Let's see who wants to work the hardest and go out there and get it. Yeah, no, but I feel like with the star system and the AJGAs, you have to play this event to play in that event. And if you don't start golf at a decent level by the age you're 12, you're not going to be able to play in the bigger events that you need to play in when you're 18. Like, how how are, how are do we break this cycle of, of you have to be good so young to play the junior golf at the highest level? Well, there has to be a, a, a more... Uh, broad-based and accessible method of skill evaluation. 
Um, right now, the best thing we have is uh, USGA handicap. Um, and th those aren't even all that accurate simply because the indexes don't correlate. You could, you know, I, I have so many people say, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a five at my course and I just shot 85. I don't understand. Um, it, 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 and, you know, I've been working with a group um, called the Junior Golf Hub based out of Connecticut for the last two years. And, you know, we worked with um, the teams at University of Texas at Stanford and University of New Mexico, and we tested both the men's and women's programs to through a system called uh, Player Development Index. And so what we did is it's a, basically a standardized skills assessment where every single player goes through the exact same testing around short game, ball flight control, and putting, and it produces an overall score. Now, the best score that we saw from all of the players that we tested was around an 81. And so what that backtracks us to is that if a kid from, say, Southern California, New Mexico, Washington, D.C., doesn't have the resource to go out and travel and play tournament golf, but they can go get a player development index test. Mm. And they're like, you know what? I'm 12 years old, and I just scored a 45. Well, you know, the average score at University of Texas and Stanford men's programs was in the 70s. Mm. It was in the high 60s at University of New Mexico. So it now gives them a target saying, if I want to play golf at an elite level Division One program, I have to be able to score a 70 plus on my player development index. And this test is going to be available across the country over the next couple of years. We've got about five to 10,000 kids that are already in the system. But wow. it's just an effort to make it a little bit more accessible and so that when we when we compare a kid from Florida to a kid from Idaho, we're comparing them through the same system. We're not comparing a kid that plays a, wow. a wide open course that, you know, where 67 is a, a bad score to a kid that, you know, is playing uh, TPC Sawgrass, and, you know, where 75 is a good score. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of where 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 it needs to go in order for there to be a little bit more equality with regard to you know who is actually good at the game. But you, but you know you know what wow. you no know, there, there's something I want to kind of dive a little deeper into when it comes to junior golf space is that I'm starting to notice you know when it comes to parents and kids they're really specific on I guess strength of field versus going out shooting a number. You know, I heard a lot of kids, I started working with uh, Steph in the underrated golf tour that he just recently announced a couple weeks ago. And I'm starting to notice when I talk to parents, um, a lot of parents say, hey, we're, we're, who's all over there? I want to make sure the strength of field is high enough before we can commit. Right. And I, and I, and Doug and I, shoot, you as well, we're from the old school. We're like, go shoot a number. Shoot if you number. shoot a number, coaches will come, coaches will follow. You shoot a number on this particular course. Where's your what's your thoughts on that? I think it's ruining junior golf. To be perfectly fair, see that's what I think that kids, yeah. kids should show up to to win and to beat whoever's put in front of you. So that's that's how I was raised. That's how Tiger was raised. Um, that's how a lot of their but you know the, you can't blame them. They're only reacting to how the system is structured. The system is structured in such a way that, for instance. We have a set of regional qualifiers for my national championship. We have 25 of them across the country. 
it's tough for me to attract the top players, let's just say, in the state of, of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Because they know, because we don't turn anybody down. So if a kid signs up for our local qualifier and they play the round of their life and they're unranked, no turn, but they just go out there and they, you know, maybe it's on their home course and they just career round it and they get to a regional they're not bringing any points with them. They're not bringing any rankings. So they actually pull the field down yeah. in terms of how these, the strength of field quote unquote is, is evaluated. And so then, you know, mom and dad or whoever, you know, are sitting with the calculator are like, well, son, you know, we'd love for you to play in the NBA exactly. championship, but you can't go to the regional because even if you win, your ranking is going to fall. Right. And, that in and of itself in cherry picking events isn't necessarily, I, I think, the fault of the parents or the kids, but the way the system is structured. It's, it's the industry's fault. It's the yeah. industry's fault. All right, so Nona, before we get you up out of here, we got a major coming up. We got a couple more events before we start talking about PGA Championship. It's Byron Nelson week. What are you going to be looking for as it relates to players this week trending into the PGA Championship in Tulsa, and I want to know your picks as of today for the PGA Championship. Well, I like I, I've got my eyes on on Dustin Johnson. You know, coming off the the five and zero performance at the Ryder Cup, I mean, dude checked out. He's like, I'm out of here. Like he dropped the mic. He was banged up at the post post tournament press conference. And he's just like, I'm going on vacation. I'm going on sabbatical. I'm going to go learn a new language and just hang out with Paulina for a few months. And he just sort of went on vacation. And his game did, too. And he well, got married. Yeah, he <laughs> came back, but his game didn't. So, um, but I thought he was going to play better because, you know, in covering those rounds leading up, you know, the six events leading up to uh, the Masters, you know, out there every single week, and, and Doug, I saw you a number of times. You you get to see the the progression, and and Dustin was trending, and he just hasn't quite pieced it all together. If one week he's hitting it and driving it great, he can't make a putt. He's making putts, he can't hit his irons close. Like, but he's he's sort of teetering right there, and I just think that mm-hmm. um, the TPC Craig Ranch is a big wide venue. Um, it's it's not the toughest golf course in Dallas, but I think it's going to give him a chance to sort of continue that growth that I I saw sort of through that stretch uh, early in the year leading up leading up to the Masters. Now, I think Southern Hills is a different kind of animal. I think it it it's going to require everything. I think whereas you can get away with an errant tee shot here or there at Augusta National because. You know, the, the rough is high, and yeah. if you know the golf course, you can kind of play yourself out of trouble here and there. Um, not going to be the case at Southern Hills. It's going to require quality driving um, okay. through the bag, and, um, you know, if, if the weather cooperates, the greens will be icy fast. And I think when you're looking at that, you got to look at the most well-rounded player, and, and that's John Rahm. Oh, wow. Hmm. Dustin Johnson and John, John Rahm. Okay. okay. I All like right, it. Noted. I, I, I was going to pick Dustin Johnson for the Southern. I said I had my eye on him, but I, I had an eye on him. Picking John Ron. Okay, fair. That was a misdirection. Okay. Yeah, you, you flipped <laughs> on me on that one. You built, John, you built Dustin up and was like, yeah, a dozen, dozen, dozen Ron. <laughs> right. What? Right. Like, <laughs> what? The hell? That's funny. Hey, uh, uh, go ahead, Doug. Mm-mm. No. I'm about to rap. Do you think? I just had a silly question. I just want to know did, did you submit your release form? 
to <laughs> April that you can play in the Champions Tour next year. That's 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 the most important. <laughs> I'm ready, man. Uh, I've, I've submitted a lot of forms. <laughs> so did, did Miss April, did Miss April give you the green light? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, baby, you can go play. Yeah, she's good with it. So, um, you know, she knows that if things go well, li- life is good when you play well on the PK. Right. <laughs> life is good. The life is good. <laughs> I can dig I like it. That. But know that we send everybody out of here the same way. We call it Rap Foursome right here Beyond the Fairway Podcast. You're going to go play golf with four rappers. You're playing a five ball. doesn't have to be dead. don't have to be alive. I don't care. It doesn't matter what era, genre. they got to be rappers, though. Who are you pulling up to the course with, Mr. Noda Begay? Chuck D., Mm, that's number two. Ice tea. Ice tea. Ice tea. Nice. Um, with the curls. Uh, Q tip. Wow. And uh, who's my four? I, I I mean I gotta bring flavor with you know I gotta bring flavor flavor because you're bringing flavor flavor to a golf course. Yeah. I could I didn't see that one. Does he even count as a rapper? He was a hype man, Noda. Like, hold on now. He got in there nine one. Uh, I mean, like, you know, he's he snuck in there from time to time. But you know, Chuck D's gonna just bring it. Like, he doesn't know care where it goes. He's just gonna bring it. And then I see he's just cool, calm, collected. Right? Q Tip's yeah. gonna come with the smooth game. With the finesse, with that consciousness, you know, and just mm-hmm. with the All flow. Right. And I wish I could bring someone else from the tribe, but I'm only allowed four. Only allowed four. Quest. Okay. Hey, but you know, it's so funny. Is that Ice T? I mean, pre-law and order Ice T. <laughs> I don't think people know it. There was <laughs> exactly. I, I'm a little scared of that Ice T because that Ice T was. I like post law and order. I see the pre law and order. You might be on yourself by yourself on that one, man. I don't know if I want that one. I don't want them troubles. <laughs> well, Noda, thank you so much for coming in, going beyond the fairway with Will Lowry and myself. You always got a home here. We look forward to seeing you week in and week out walking the trails. PGA Tour. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Beyond the Fairway is presented by Genesis Motor America and the first ever, Will, first ever GV70. Dynamic design and exhilarating performance. Make the game your own. And you talk about making the game your own. Who we just talked to, this man re- reinvented the scoring system, the level of playing field. Uh, Noda Begay, man. I That dude blows my mind. And it, you can tell Noda anything because he ain't telling no secrets. Nah, nah. I, I just love the fact that his process to help kids get involved when they can't fully be involved. Mm. I think that's pretty amazing. Cause question, I wonder where I would stack up against that test. No, you want to take a little junior golf combine? Yeah. I I, 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 sign up. No, sir. I'm not going to hurt my little (laughs) status on that. I got a, I got a (laughs) reputation to a hole. You know what I'm saying? Or yes, you do. Yes. No, you you do have a (laughs) reputation to uphold. Um, I've, I've got nothing to say to that. Hey, but you know what? Noda, I, I didn't see Flavor Flav coming though in the in the in the rap foursome. That one, 
I don't know if I qualify Flavor Flav as a rapper, but it, it is what it is. Man. Imagine, Noda, a young Native American walking the mean streets. Where is he from? Albuquerque, I don't know. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Listen to Ice T. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> but hey, be sure to join Will and I next week for another episode of Beyond the Fairway right here at Golf Channel NBC. Nowhere else you'd rather be. Right here with me and Mr. Hanson. Oh, you pointed in the right direction. Watch this. Back at you. Hey, man, how about that? <laughs> nah, that's so weird pointing that way when the computer's that way. Absolutely. You got me all. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. <laughs> hey, we'll catch y'all next week. <laughs> As always, we appreciate y'all to listening to Beyond the Fairway, presented by Genesis. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of.